So what is on your heart to talk about today? Oh my goodness. I love that opening. Um, how can we shift from a mind-based mentality into a heart-based reality? Mm, that's a juicy one. I yep. was talking about that yesterday, actually, on a live stream, just how much stuff is out there for mindset. Yeah. And yeah, um, I mean, what have, what have you observed in that space? Because it's, it's really important. I mean, you know, mindset does matter. And I think the obsession with mindset can, you know, you can neglect your beingness or your, your heart, your sense of caring. Um, and it can kind of lead you down an interesting path, at least it has for me. But what's been your experience with it? Um, it's been interesting. I mean, I, I think we have such a hyper focus on the mind and whether it's headspace, mind valley, um, mental health, it's all head, mind, head, mind, right? And it's keeping us, in my opinion, in, in the duality reality. And I think it's very important that we, you know, definitely tend to mental health and then that's uh, a focus, but it's not the only focus. We need to focus on the holistic health, which includes heart health, which includes gut health, right? And mm -hmm. when we bring into coherence all three brains and not just the one master of all brains, which it is not, that's when we come into true healing. That's when, he, when we come into true full potential human beingness. And only then will we be what all of these people are talking about, you know, only then will we heal mental health because you can't heal mental health without healing the heart. Mm, talk more about that because I'm sure people are intrigued. I know I, in my personal experience, I love that you talked about the gut because I didn't realize the correlation with gut health and mental health till I started having crazy gut problems. Mm. <laughs> and I knew all the psychological things, you know, I had done all this stuff and it was, I just focused on healing my gut from a physical standpoint and things got better, which was interesting. But talk to me about the heart because you mentioned that. Well, on a, on a, let's, let's start from the beginning. Okay. Our heart is the first organ that grows in uterus, right? It begins to beat before any other brain in the body is developed, which then has helped us heart math prove that the heart has thousands of brain cells. And that brain, the heart brain sends more information to the head brain than the head brain to the heart brain, mm -hmm. right? So also from a spiritual standpoint, our soul enters in and through our heart and it leaves our heart, mm -hmm. right? So we literally are heart beings and our soul, which is ultimately who we are. It's just that we've now for the most part, identified ourselves only through our ego. Mm. So when we shift from our head into our heart, we come into coherence with our soul purpose. And when we drive and, and live from that space, we actually heal everything, right? I mean, when you're on purpose with your soul mission, with your destiny, you automatically are happier. You automatically feel healthier. You automatically feel more energetic it's, it, it all comes back to the heart. That's why every single ascended master, whether it's Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, even Rumi, even Einstein, they all, all talk about the importance of the heart. And, and I, I believe that that's where we ultimately need to start or get back to. 
And it's, it's, it's a coming back to ourselves, to our home, to our center. And I actually, in, in my, my own studies, um, what I've identified is that our heart is our core processor for all the, you know, techie, geeky, amazing people listening. Um, your heart is your core processor. Your mind is your hard drive. Your body is the motherboard and your spirit. That's the power cord. Mm. And when you learn how to use your most genius human design in coherence, and you've, in, you've, you've uh, uninstalled all the outdated programs, right? That is the mental mindset work, right? Programming. You upload a, a higher paradigm, a, a better programming that is fundamentally centered in, in trust, in, in, in joy, in gratitude. Um, and then you operate and move through life from your heart, from trust, from openness, everything else falls into place. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think, you know, a lot of people can have a cognitive understanding of this or, or understand that that's what they need to do, but then actually doing it is a different uh, path. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested on your perspective on what it really means to get to that point. How do you get out of the mind and the heart? Because it's a good concept. It makes yeah. sense to people. And yet when you actually start doing it, ironically, it starts to not make sense at all. Yeah. Uh, you have to lose your sense and get into your senses. But yeah. what, yeah, you know, like what are your, what strategies do you have for that? What do you help people with in coaching and getting into their heart? And uh, for people listening, like what could, what's something that they could do or implement? Because I can just hear it now. Like, well, how do I do that? How, how, how? Help me, please. <laughs> Which comes from the Western medicine of, oh, I have a pain. How do I get rid of the pain? Take a pill. But it's a lot different in this work. So my answer is it's not linear. And it's unique to every single one of you listening. It was for us, right? I mean, like when I was, when I was going through my dark night of the soul, when I was awakening to this heart path and my, my higher soul sense, I was down in the gutter, crying, screaming, begging, please, that like someone, please help me, show me the way, right? And I truly honestly believe that we can provide the quick, fun, cool, sexy tools, right? And yet they're already here. How many people do we have that are already like, you know, have a whole book, a whole handbook, we programs, everything, they're already all there. But ultimately, I truly think that each individual has to almost get to that place of full, full on surrenderment, zero point, be on that floor and cry and scream and kick and be at your last moment where you either want to give up everything or choose in that moment to stand up and give everything. Mm -hmm. And it's in that moment where I then, you know, people usually come to me and they're ready. And when you're ready, then let's go. Because I can give all tools in the world and um, ultimately it's intuitive. And that's how I work. Like the heart, the intelligence of the heart is intuition. And so when I work with individuals, it's an intuitive process where I see and sense and feel their whole field. And I notice, okay, this is where we have to fine tune that. This is where we need to start. This is how it's going to work 
for you in for your highest good. Right. So there's, you know, I'm sorry to disappoint and say like, there's not a one, one solution fix all fixes all, you know, that's, that's where we have to actually move away from, in my opinion, because there is no one hit wonder, you know, there's no medicine that works for every single person, the heart, the medicine of the heart. And, and we, we actually spoke about this in another conversation. Um, you know, I talk about heart medicine because now we've been, we've become so obsessed with, with plant medicine and that's a beautiful tool. Okay. Especially if you're suffering from PTSD and you've really, you know, (laughs) gone through certain things where you need something that potent to almost like activate something else. Um, however, yet again, we're falling into another loop where we're using something outside of ourselves to find ourselves within. And I'm so freaking tired of that pattern. Like, it's just, it's so uninteresting to me and boring. And at the same time, yes, it's amazing, you know, to, to do an IA ceremony. Yes. It's, you know, you'll, you'll have the most life-changing experience. And at the same time, how about you use that time, energy, money, and intention that you would to plan for and do any kind of plant medicine ceremony, right? Because usually costs a lot, not only considering flights, if you really want to do it right. And you want to do it with an actual shaman, not one that just got certified in Malibu in three days. Um, and you really want to have some, a shaman that really knows how to hold space, because when you're opening up your energy field like that, you're going to have entities that come in, you're going to have stuff that come in. And unless you're working with a legit shaman that sees and knows how to work within the dark realms, you're literally going to leave that experience worse than you came in. And people don't talk about this. And they're just popping God knows what or drinking God knows what, you know, in a Brooklyn apartment. And it's like, do you even understand what you're doing to yourself? You're literally messing with your natural protection field and shield, which is your natural light. Mm -hmm. You're burning a hole in it because the vibration of whatever you're drinking or putting into your body is at a completely different vibration than what your natural human vibration is at. So you're burning and ripping a hole in your natural protection field letting anything that wants to come in and feed on your light do so. And then you leave and yeah, you had a crazy, amazing, like quote unquote, spiritual experience, but what are you doing afterwards to actually (laughs) heal that, you know? And so I, I want to encourage people to start holding heart ceremony circles, you know, like without any medicine, use breath, use the God given natural human abilities that you have scream, do a whole hour of screaming your heart out, stomping. I mean, that's part of the standing light method and, and sit in that ceremony with your heart and intuitively like go into your wild hearted nature and like burn it out, scream it out, whatever you need to. And you will have a spiritual experience <laughs> Definitely. You, if you, you know, and, and instead the, the money and the time and the energy and the fasting, right? Like fast for that, clear your body for a month and you know, let go of sugar, gluten, dairy, all those toxins or, 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 um, high inflammatory foods, let go of those for a month. And then at the end of the month, hold a heart medicine ceremony and sit in circle with your sacred brothers and sisters or yourself for a full day and just be with your heart. Yeah. Because you're a lot of good, good stuff there. And I just want to say, I really love that you hit on like there's not one answer to things and you 
mention that. I was hoping you would say that <laughs> because um, I just wanted to answer the question that I know people were going to be thinking, and it is uh, specific and unique to every individual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I love we're talking about plant medicine too because I had a near death experience right mm-hmm. with it because there was somebody served it that was out of integrity and we didn't know what was going on and I didn't know what I was really doing even though that was my eighth sitting it was pretty dark right and so not preparing properly um over like having way too much like all the things and it's a it's a it's a good tool because it definitely helped me in some regards right um but again you you, we want to make sure that we're not putting it on a pedestal or making it the path or the answer and the the pill to enlightenment or to whatever whatever um because it really is in your heart and i love that you mentioned um using your breath and your body and i call that kneading it out like you need dough Mm. have it stretch it and you do that with your your being (laughs) um to to waken it up so i I love all this and that you mentioned that and um you know i want to go to back to the plant medicine stuff for a second because i have uh two friends last week say do plant medicine and were kind of like i don't i don't think i need it they were like i don't like oh i've done enough work like it didn't it wasn't as intense as i thought it was going to be or you know stuff happened and they couldn't partake anymore and it was like yeah like like I, i came here looking for that thing but i realized like i don't necessarily need that thing Mm-hmm. Um, because I can already do it myself. And I was yeah. like, yes, <laughs> you know, and I had this experience myself. I was doing MDMA therapy for a while and I, and, and uh, like optimizing my physical vessel and your mm-hmm. gut, my, my actual like cognition in my brain, not just my thoughts, but like the neurotransmitters and stuff and, and clearing my physical body. And you mentioned clearing and, and fasting to essentially like hold the frequency of living like you're on MDMA all the time. <laughs> You know, you don't have to pop pills. You can actually get there. And then when I say that, people are like, whoa, what? Tell me how. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, you're going to have to go to hell first. Yeah. You're, you're going to have to feel this shit. You're going to have to process all the grief or the anger and the frustration, yeah. all the things that you've been avoiding and, and neglecting. And that's why shadow work and yes. integrated shadow work is important. But, yes. um, you know, I, I got a question on, on integration. Because you mentioned, what do you do after the ceremonies? And that's something that I pay a lot of attention to now because of my own personal experience. I pay so much more attention to that with clients where Mm -hmm. it's not just the cathartic releasing experience, but it's the integration afterwards. What do you do? What what tips would you have for people on that? Gosh, I mean, it depends what, you know, what we're talking about, like what medicine, what, you know, what your experience was first and foremost. Um, so again, individual, however, um, (laughs) I, after every ceremony that I did in the past and I no longer do anything anymore. Now I'm just, um, living the pure hearted life (laughs) and it's, and it's, uh, as intense, if not more intense than any plant medicine ceremony I've ever done, uh, because you really just face it, you know, hard on. Um, but after everyone I did, I actually worked with, um, uh, a dear friend of mine. She works with uh, vibrational medicine mm-hmm. and I basically checked my field and, and she, she went through everything and really saw the entities that were in, you know, that had clung on to me that, you know, How what was, was showing up in your life? Like what was, um, 
Oh boy. I mean, the last time I did uh, plant medicine, I was in a, in a relationship that was very karmic and energetically toxic. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's as if that was the catalyst to then awaken me to true hearted medicine and to not go back into that darkness and f- believe that I need to have anything outside of myself. Because when I was in that belief, I was actually in a very, yeah, in a toxic relationship where it was, uh, of course, a vibrational match, right? So I was going through crazy experiences during that time. I, it was as if it was, it was full on spiritual warfare, actually. Mm. So I, yeah, I mean, I don't know how scary and deep we want to go into this topic, but we're going deep. I, I, I ripped open. I really, you know, I was, I was, I was on a track to truly, truly, really wholeheartedly standing in my light. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my company is called Standing Light. So you can't do something and not actually like work towards that. You know, like once you, once you claim something, the universe is going to, I know that one. Yeah. (laughs) So you try to claim a company called Standing Light and you're going to be, and it's funny because I lived in New York at the time and my bedroom window directly looked onto the Statue of Liberty. And it took me six freaking years to realize that it was a direct reflection of standing light. Like I didn't even get it at first, but here is this like Lady Liberty standing, you know, with, with the July 6th, what was it? I think, um, or 4th, 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah, Fourth of July. I'm back in Switzerland. I'm still. <laughs> I'm like, what country am I in? What language am I speaking? Um, and and she's standing in her light, no matter what storm weathers. And there are storms, and she's right there on an island, right, like in the middle of the freaking <laughs> water, where everything is just bombarding her, but she still stands in her light. And I woke up to this totem of mine that was, you know, spirit guided me to that apartment. It, it, you know, manifested in the most magical way. And I got to wake up to the full blown reflection of what I had brought into this world. You know, my first, in a sense, child standing light, my company. So um, the reason I'm, I'm sharing this is, is that I was really on a journey of, I mean, the most incredible, uh, collaboration started happening. You know, I was working with Mind Valley and brought um, Heart to Table to the first ever Mind Valley University. Some incredible, yeah, yeah, experiences were starting to happen. And then I met this person and then I went into a full year of major, major deep shadow work. And that's when I was, was doing some medicine again and also other stuff. And during that time, it was as if like, I chose to like step backwards, but not just one step, many, many steps backwards in a sense, forego all the clearing that I had gone through the last few years to almost, yeah, step back into darkness and, and in a sense, be shown how bright my light really has to be in order to protect myself. Um, and, and honor myself and, and truly honor my, my vessel as a temple. Um, but in that time, 
I, yeah, we did a, we did a ceremony early on in our relationship and it, it ripped open my field again. And in that time, that's when some serious, um, uh, what should we call them? Yeah. A lot of, um, shit started happening. Um, major entities, uh, he, it was scary. It was really scary and crazy. And I started being called certain things because he wasn't seeing certain things, but I, I saw it. And then I was the crazy person literally, you know, being called by your partner. Crazy is not fun when, when you see it all and you know it, um, and you know that they're choosing, you know, something darker and you're trying to, you know, heal them and bring them into the light. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It wasn't fun. And it's as if we, yeah, we dipped back into that or I did. Um, and that's to no, no one's fault whatsoever, you know, but it was, it was, it was rough. Mm-hmm. It was really rough. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that even answered your question, but like, I just, I, I, it's, it's just important to know, you know, what, what you're opening yourself up to. And the thing is, is that the way it shows up in your life is, is very unique, but you don't even realize it, you know, and it's, and you're really ultimately going through psychological warfare, but ultimately it's also spiritual warfare. And you don't know what's actually going on unless you actually are aware of these things, but most of us aren't right. And I had to go through that year of like psychological, spiritual warfare in a sense, to come out on the other side. And after working with this, this energy, well, a few, a few, I had three different energy shaman workers, um, healers that I was working with, um, remotely actually that were helping me and none of them knew each other, but they all kept seeing and telling me the same. So it was just like unbelievable. And it was just confirming what I also was sensing and feeling. Um, and, um, ultimately it was just guiding me to, back into my heart and back into my light and to no longer and never really again um, to accept anything but light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think once we, you know, there's, there's layers to this thing uh, for people listening when it's really starting to listen, when you, when you open up psychically, I guess, or you could say yeah. energetically in the spiritual, you mentioned spiritual warfare, just spiritual yeah. realms being aligned with that. This is like further down the path of coming out of your head and into your heart, right? So when, you know, people tuning in might've, if you're, if you're in your head, that might've gone over your head because we're talking about something that is extremely intuitive um, and is of the heart. So I think the first real, I like to use strengths to, to make the change. Mm -hmm. So what's coming through right now for me, if I can just speak openly is like, use your brain to get out of your brain mm-hmm. start having awareness of what your sense is yes. aware of your senses it's mm-hmm. going to start that process you'll start connecting more with your intuition and then that kind of i feel is the gateway to understanding more of these things um, mm-hmm. that we're talking about but it is kind of further down the path to be talking about empty work and spiritual warfare but you know the right people are going to be listening to this and uh, yes. understand i it's and- Go ahead. I was going to say one thing that came through me right now is also start tracking your intuitive notions. Mm, You know, like if you have a hit and by hit, I mean like an intuitive hit that you, it might be like the slightest, slightest whisper. 
but you know, you know, like, I mean, here's a 3d example. Like if you're swiping on Tinder or, or Bumble, right. And you, and you see someone that you, you feel, you know, oh, I I'm attracted, but I, I sense or feel something else, you know, like, yeah that down, you know, but even just like look into your past and start actually tracking certain moments where you felt it, like you knew deep down inside, you knew what that person was or what, you know, what they still, what they might do to you to hurt you or whatever it may be, what situations may come about by going into partnership or relationship or, or, uh, business with them on some level, you had a knowing and start writing those down, like actually journal all of those moments down, all of those memories down where you actually deep down inside knew, but you still went into it. And that's perfect because you actually had to prove to yourself that ultimately you did know. And I think that's what we're all here for. We're just here to prove to ourselves that we actually already know, (laughs) but we're most afraid of our own light, not our darkness. We're most afraid of our own power and our, our absolute genius knowing we choose to play dumb because that's easier. Right. Um, and that kind of goes on the topic of like having a big heart being yeah. hurt when it's not at all. Um, I think that, that that is usually it's not, you're not being your full big heartedness. You think you are, but it's, there's more that could be given. Yeah. So not by not showing all of your light, by not showing all of your self, mm-hmm. uh, maybe in one area, but not others, for example, it can be a burden in that sense. And life just gets easier when you show up in all of that. That's down the path of like non-attachment and unconditional love and really understanding that and other things too. But what's been your, what's, what's been coming up in your life recently for you? In what regard? There's a lot. The, the work, if you, if you don't mind going there, just because like, I, you know, I've been, shifting and transmuting and evolving tons in my life here recently but yeah um you know i think that being being timely on this also matters because i know a lot of people going through i know everybody that i know is going through something right now yes yeah um for me i've just come to really truly realize we've got to approach ourselves in a holistic manner because i mean for me you know individually i for for many years i i mean i started out, out as a health coach And then I went into um, kind of just life coaching altogether, but, um, and that was years ago, but now, and especially in the times that we're in, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not a singular focus anymore. Mm -hmm. And what I'm finding with my clients is that, you know, the way I can truly help them help themselves is to truly go through a full program of health in every aspect, you know, body, mental, spiritual, energetic, and, uh, and emotional. So I, I, I really have been guiding every, every one of my clients and, and even the people that I love the most, like, okay, get your health on in every single way. And, and here are the tools, let's do this, you know, like set, setting them up so that they can thrive in this whole new world that is, <laughs> breaking down and breaking through for us right now as we speak because um we're we're in the craziest of times i mean these are the days that have been prophesized (laughs) by so many different people in so many different ways and you guys like we're here you know we are here and there's few true light workers and true hardists 
that are they're guiding the way in a non-guru like way because we actually want heaven on earth to actually take place and we don't want it to take place in the in the continuum of this dualistic non-reality or matrix or whatever you want to call it but we want it to be in a unity consciousness right. and and so yeah you know i think also i mean if 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 we want to talk like about the very present situation of like okay are we pro this or pro that in terms of what we put into our body and you know i mean let's talk about that for a hot second because i mean it, it's beyond me you know i I, I had a past life in, in the Holocaust and um, it's right now, this I've never felt more enraged in my life. It actually breaks my heart that we're seriously thinking that an injection is going to actually be the key to freedom. And it was no different during the Holocaust. They literally told the Jews that if you get on this train, you're going to go to freedom. Like get on this train and this train will take you to freedom. And where did it take them? To a freaking concentration camp where they were tested on, killed. I mean, you know, hell on earth, right? And we're actually letting that happen right here, right now, yet again. And it, like, mm. how many more times do we have to repeat history until we finally truly wholeheartedly wake up and remember the truth? And then remember the power that we are. And that's why, you know, the most important message I, I can share is that the reason why all of this is happening is because more and more people are healthier, more and more people are waking up, more and more people are realizing how powerful they truly are. And so something had to happen to keep us sleeping. Right. Something drastic had to happen you know, from the powers that be um, to keep us asleep. And that's why, and, and this is not to scare anybody because it's actually, it's, it's here. It's when something is so close, you know, when darkness is so close, light is also as close. I mean, we live in a polarized reality, right? And, and so dark is right here and light is right here. And we're at the center point and it's closer. Both of those realities are closer than ever to us. And that's why we, feel this yeah and that's why we say that again you just got to pay attention to it because if, if you're yeah. just looking at the darkness then yeah. it's gonna get really dark but you're yes. neglecting that the light is also closer i love that yes yeah and that's why um we're at this incredible turning point in our in our human evolution and yeah. in the history of our planet to to realize light and i i don't know I, you know i'm not religious but i feel like if there ever was going to be a second coming, like this is it. It's us realizing that God is within us, that we have light within us. And the why, you know, all of this is happening is to really remind us of our light. I mean, we get to have reflections and mirrors all around us. And if there's so much darkness all around us, it's here to illuminate and help us realize the light within us, right? It's just a reflection. So just, just please know how powerful you are because just the fact that you've incarnated in this time and space as a human being means that you are here for a reason and light and love channels through you. The, the light from father, son, God, universe, divinity, Christ, whatever you want to call it. It is 
it's you, it's part of who you are. It channels through you all the time. The love of mother earth, you walk on her. She, she nurtures us with her love. And when you unite love and light within your heart, which already is united there, but when you realize it consciously and you start to actually energetically work with that and, and expand that and feed that you become an indomitable spirit and nothing, nothing can touch you anymore. Right. Nothing. It's, it's anchoring into that, that reality. Yeah. And of, of that unity consciousness, as you were talking about, it's the doing the work yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And there's beautiful souls here to help and guide you. I needed many people. There was no one pill for me. You know, there was many different spoons full of medicine in different, you know, in different vibrations and, and things. But, um, I think when we choose to realize that everything is happening for us and not to be a victim of it, that is the medicine in of itself. That's the spoon full of sugar in every direction that's coming at you, you know, where you get to alchemize the darkness into light through love yeah. and that's forgiveness work, right? Definitely. And I think that's, that's a big one as well, that, that a lot of people feel like they need and it can be forgiveness you know it can it, it is a huge gateway and sometimes um like you said it, it's it's multiple things mm-hmm. i found yeah so well we're multifaceted beings right like of course it's going to take many different ways and things for us to to find our path and to find true healing or yeah. realize true healing yeah definitely so how do you stay anchored for yourself in times when they get rocky because that happens rocky. right it's things get rocky and so how how are you finding your center how do you stay centered in, in all of that and aligned and anchored mm. so i i developed a methodology called the standing light method and it really as i shared previously it really is a matter of consciously connecting to the love of mother earth and really grounding yourself, anchoring your light into her, into her core. And then imagining your roots of light going up, up, up to father, son, and letting that sacred light channel through you and letting love and light really unite within your heart and then blasting it out like a care bear and, and starting to really anchor and connect ground and connect. So I do that on a daily basis, on a moment to moment basis, you know, I mean, the, the methodology can be done standing, sitting, there's obviously many different, um, exercises and, and practices that, that go along with it. Um, but I do that. So I do that on a daily basis, sometimes nowadays, especially on a moment to moment basis. And just one breath, I consciously like connect because it's, there's a lot coming at us, especially for us, super sensitive souls and awakened hearts. (laughs) Um, and then I, I eat clean. I, I, I love Purium. I've been, yeah, like activating my light, keeping it strong with just a high vibrational diet. Um, I'm mostly plant-based, um, intuitive, you know, intuitive eating, but you can't intuitively eat until you've actually like cleared your body and cleansed yourself. (laughs) So that's kind of the like catch. (laughs) Yeah. Cause intuition might say, I want a donut I, right? <laughs> <laughs> give me the donut <laughs> you're like no that's not my intuition <laughs> and that's that's something interesting i guess if we could dive into intuition for a second because 
working with trauma, mm. a lot of people have a distorted relationship with danger. Oh, yeah. And that can distort their discernment of their intuition uh, and higher heart intuition, you could say, yeah. versus a trauma response that may not necessarily be appropriate in the situation. Yeah. Um, what's been your experience with that? And how did you find some discernment there or, or alignment there? <laughs> Especially when you mentioned some of the stuff with the relationship with the entities and other things. Yeah. That is where, whether you're being gaslit and other stuff, the, the psychological warfare, right? There's so much fog there. And it can be really hard to hear your intuition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you noted on it, you know, us, us, like op wide open giving hearts, right? The givers, uh, the healers. Um, that's who I am. That's that's how I showed up in relationships. And I still do. But now it's from a more um, integrative space. So honestly, what, what comes through, it's, it's just, it's practice. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's like it's like a child. You know what I mean? Like you can't, a child, you'll tell it like the stove is hot. Don't touch it, but it's most likely still going to go and touch it. You know what I mean? So we're such, we're wired to be curious beings so that we can learn from experience. And, and of course, when you have major trauma and it varies, obviously, you know, um, definitely have a good trauma coach, definitely move through the trauma in a safe space and start to really commit to that trauma work. That's number one. Yep. Um, and when you have that, then I, I feel like the, the same exercise is like really noting down, like all the times that you actually did truly feel your intuition, but you still chose to go into trauma again mm -hmm. and start tracking that and understanding that from like, a, from a macro perspective, you know? like zooming in on the micro to then understand it from the macro and, and realize, whoa, okay, I actually am intuitive because I truly believe every single human being is intuitive. And we actually get those downloads, those hits, those like nudges. We do. It's just that we've been so clouded and clogged up by fear and trauma and all sorts of things. And then obviously all the crap that we put into our bodies, um, that, that intuitive voice and knowing just kind of goes deeper and more quiet, mm -hmm. but it's still there on some level. So I think almost kind of doing the back work of like backlogging and realizing like, whoa, I actually did know this so that you can then really call that back in and, and, and start to nurture the relationship with your heart slash intuition and put your hand on your heart. And every single day, wake up and say, my heart, I trust you. I love you. Guide me. Yeah. And start developing that relationship with your heart and, and falling back in love with yourself through the healing trauma work and, um, and clearing, yeah, clearing your gut, getting on a healthy diet. It's, it's the holistic approach, but we've got to practice makes perfect. So, you know, that's how I did it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a crazy warrior. <laughs> I don't have much fear. I truly believe that, um, no matter what I will survive, yeah. even if there's moments I actually, my ego doesn't want to survive because it just is so bored and done with this pattern. Um, my spirit still goes. And so no matter what I've gone through, which has been a lot, I, I still know 
that no matter what I will continue to go through, it's, it's happening for me, but you get to a point or I've gotten to a point, especially this year where I've in a sense, like put down my, my staff and I've just like anchored into the ground. And when it anchors into the ground, this like vibration, it, you know, starts to like wave through the atmosphere. And that vibration is me saying, I choose from here on out to live in ease and grace. And I choose from here on out to no longer attract what is going to throw me out of center and hurt me and, and suck my light and distort my light and confuse me and create those sacred boundaries, but also write your vows, you know, what are your sacred vows to yourself, marry yourself and, and claim what you truly want and desire. What does your heart truly want and desire and write that out. And I just, um, I have a, a women's group called sacred space and we just went through this powerful new moon. And I, I invited everybody to write down their heart's truest desires. And I did this beautiful, most sacred ceremony right on the Lake of Zurich under the new moon with a rose for each woman in the, in the group. And I, I, I prayed all of their heart's truest desires into the rose and I cast it into the, into the Lake of Zurich and do that for yourself. And it doesn't have to be new moon or full moon. It can be right here and right now. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. I, and I, and I love that so much. It's, it really is you're talking about a path mm-hmm. and the journey mm-hmm. of, of doing this work yeah. ongoing. It's, yeah, it's ongoing. It is ongoing work. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast and having we there we jumped into a lot of deep topics and i'm sure you have much more to say on on things where can people find you online standing light everything at standing light for instagram standinglight.com uh send me a dm if you listen to this on instagram let's start a conversation and um we're here to rise together and connect heart to heart so i'm here for that and i'm so grateful for all of you listening and i'm so grateful for you kevin thank you for the work that you do I'm so grateful that we connected and get to inspire people to live a more heart-based life. Likewise. Thank you so much, Layla. For everybody tuning in, all of her details are going to be down below in the show notes. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today.